Thank you, Lord. Uh, is Sarasota with us? Put up Sarasota and let's uh, let's greet each other. Glory to God. So wonderful to see you. Sarasota waved to Branson. Branson waved to Sarasota. <laughs> it's a glorious day. Nothing like being saved. Nothing like knowing Him. If you brought your Bibles with you this morning, uh, turn with me to Luke, the 23rd chapter. If you didn't, that's okay. You don't even have to turn a whole lot today. Um, if you, if you want a Bible, that's all right, go ahead, guys. If you want a Bible, raise your hand. And uh, if you didn't bring one, ushers will be glad to get one to you. But you don't necessarily need to take a lot of notes today. You just believe with me for utterance. I don't want you to just hear me. I don't want to just hear me. Right? I want to hear him, right? You want to hear him. And he does speak through his people and speak to his people. What would the Lord have us to see today? What would he have us to think about? Not just to be traditionally minded. How can you tell it's that, that something that you're hearing and seeing is the thing that the Lord is saying and showing? Instead of just what men are thinking and doing. How can you tell the difference? Well, when he says something, there's life in it. There's quickening. When men, no matter how interesting their postulations, their theories may sound, it's just dead. It's just, you know, just kind of flat. It's just them. But when it's the Lord, it's something more than them. Thank you, Lord. It's something beyond them. Uh, the, the King James talks about a quickening. A quickening. And so there is, uh, there's a manifestation of actually eternal life. And his words are life. They are life to those that find them. And they're health and medicine to all their flesh. The flesh profits nothing, Jesus said. But the words I speak unto you. Amen. The spirit quickens. And the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Say it out loud, everybody. Quicken us, O Lord, us, o Lord. With, your words of life. with your words of life. In Luke, the 23rd chapter, if you would look there with me. Luke describing the events of the crucifixion. The Bible said in, in verse uh, 33, when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him, Jesus, and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Said out loud, Father, Father forgive, them, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Close your eyes, say that another time or two. Father, Father 
Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Say it again. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And when, after he said that, they, they parted his, his raiment, his clothes, and they cast lots for them. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him. They, they slandered him, and they mocked him. And they said, he saved others. Let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. Now keep in mind this, what did Jesus say about what they're doing? Hmm? Why? They don't know what they're doing. Verse 36. The soldiers mocked him. And coming to him. Offering him vinegar. Verse 37. And saying. If you be the king of the Jews. Save yourself. Now. Why, why are they talking to him like this? Why are they treating him like this? What Jesus say? Father, forgive them. Why are they treating him like this? They don't know who he is. They don't know what he is and who he is. How could the elders betray him into the hands of Pilate? How could they yell out, give us the murderer? Barabbas and crucify him. How could they do this? The, the, the men that laid him on the cross and, and, and drove the, the spikes into him. How could they do it? They didn't know. Right? They did not know who he was. And what he was. And that's what Jesus said. Father forgive them. They don't know. What they're doing. Because anybody with any realization could never do that to the master. Would never do it to the master. We see one of the great, uh, the things that almost baffles the mind concerning God's plan of redemption. Isaiah 53, you don't have to turn there, but Isaiah 53 and 3 says... Isaiah seeing into the spirit when Jesus would come and what would happen with him said he is despised and what rejected of men he was despised they despised him well it's obviously they despised him look what they did to him you can't treat somebody like that that you value and is precious to you they treated him like he was the worst of criminals a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. One of the worst things a man or woman can do is esteem him not. If he is who the Bible says he is, if he is whom the Spirit of God through him said he is, and through Paul, and through Peter, and through others, he should be highly esteemed. Right? 
He should be revered. He should be extolled. He should be praised. Shouldn't he? He should be believed on. He should be received. His place of lordship should be acknowledged and given. Right? But just like then, millions today esteem him not. Right? It's it's become more common, have you noticed? It's become more, more common for people to mock him. You hear things that just make you cringe. People mocking Jesus and mocking the word and mocking, uh, well, it's how could you do that? Because you don't believe in it. People that love him and believe in him and know him, you won't hear them mocking him, right? And making fun of him and ridiculing what he said and what he did. It's people who don't know who he is and what he is they don't believe. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. In the book of John 1 and verse 10, John 1 and 10, it said, He was in the world. In the world he made. (laughs) The world was made by him. And the world what? This word know means to recognize to acknowledge, to understand, to comprehend. If you you read more of uh, Isaiah's prophecy, it says he had no, no beauty, no form, no comeliness that we should desire him. When Jesus walked the streets in his earthly ministry, the roads and and the valleys and the, the marketplaces and the temple, there was not a glow or a halo over him That everybody could see that's the Son of God. There was not. There was nothing about his appearance that just made people stop and go, wow, that's the Son of God. Couldn't have been. How could people do what they did to him? Right? If he appeared to be the Son of God. He didn't. People walked right by him and didn't give a second look. Still happening today. People heard him and thought, I don't believe all that. People heard him and and, and went and mocked and and publicly opposed what he preached. What Jesus preached. What he said. He was rejected by the religious leadership of his day, wasn't he? Hated, spurned. How How could they reject him? How could they mock and ridicule and call him a blasphemer? How? They didn't know him. They knew not what they were, who they were looking at, what they were saying, what they were hearing said, I should say. Verse 11, he came unto his own, and what happened? His own received him not. Verse 12, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. 
Even to them that believe on his name. There are so many who won't acknowledge who he is. They won't believe. He made this place. All things were created by him, for him. Right? Is it true? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Hallelujah. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And John said, we beheld His glory. And a few, by faith and by spiritual discernment, perceived who He was. Do you remember one day when he asked them, who do men say I am? They said, well, some say John the Baptist come back to life. Some say you're Elijah or one of the prophets. He said one of the biggest questions that ever was posed to any human being on the planet, who do you say that I am? You know, it's it's so important who you say Jesus is. And it can't just be, well, the church I go to, they preach, my pastor preaches this, or my family believes. No, no. Who do you say he is? And Peter piped up. He said, you are the Christ. You are the Son of God. <laughs> and Jesus said, Peter, flesh and blood, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't get that from men. Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my Father which is in heaven, is he the Christ, the Son of the living God? And to them that that perceive that by the grace of God and believe him as that and receive him as that, to them gives he the power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God. Put up Acts 4 for us, please. Acts 4 and 10. He came unto his own. His own did not receive him. They didn't acknowledge who he was. I tell you, before we read that, excuse me, let me do it another way. Go to Mark 6. I think we'll get more out of Acts if we'll do it this way. Go to Mark 6 and verse 1. Mark 6 and 1. Jesus went and he came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. Keep reading. When the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? Where did he get this? And you can tell from reading the rest of the passage, they're saying it sarcastically. Now now get the picture. Jesus is teaching in the church of their day, their synagogue. And the people hear him teaching. And they said, where'd he get all this? What kind of wisdom that that such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Keep reading. And they're not saying it in in, in a complimentary way. They said, isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, brother of James, Joseph, Judah, Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? We know him. 
He grew up around here. We know his brothers. We know his sisters. We know his family. And they were what? They were what? Offended. About what? Who does he think he is? Standing up. Because he, he read from the book of the prophet Isaiah in many different places we believe. And he said the spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he's anointed me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel. And recovering of sight to the blind. And on and on. And then he'd say this day, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears right here. And when he said it people said. Like you are the fulfillment of the prophecy. Who does he think he is? He's Joseph and Mary's boy. My brother works with his sister down at the convenience store. (laughs) What are we seeing? Keep reading. Keep reading. Jesus said, a prophet's not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house, in Jesus' own, you know, Jesus' immediate relatives came and stood outside where he was preaching one day and basically demanded that he come out because they had decided he's lost it. Remember that? He's beside himself. Can you be in the presence of greatness from God and never even know it? Can you see and hear God's choice and God's anointed and just pass it off and even despise it? Minimize it? Ignore it? Friend, this is not just something that happened then. It's happened before and it's happened after. It's so easy to live in this world of flesh and be unaware of God and Him be doing things right in front of you, right around you, be using people and speaking through people and doing things and yet be so fleshy that you just ignore it Pass it off, mock it, make fun of it, and not realize you're making fun of God. You're mocking God. See, these people did not realize who's in front of them, did they? They did not realize who they're hearing and what they're hearing. This is the culmination of God's great plan for the ages, right? This is God fixing what man messed up from the beginning, from the creation. This is God's answer for it all right here in front of them. And they're going, I'm so sure he's anointed. Who does he think he is? There There were a handful of people. That had some inkling of who was in front of them. What did, what did Jesus tell Peter? How he knew he was the Christ, the Son of God? He said, you didn't get this from flesh and blood. The Father revealed it to you. Right. Somebody say, the Father. the Father. 
The Father revealed it. Glory to God. Say it out loud. The Father revealed it. The Father revealed it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go to the book of John, please. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Would you like the Father to reveal some more to you? Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Look in John 14, please. I don't want to see something God is doing and be oblivious to it. I don't want to hear the Lord speaking and not even know it's Him. And I certainly don't want to be disrespectful of something that is the Lord and treat it like it's just confused people. Do you? Obviously, many, many on the planet have done it, generation after generation. The Lord said this to me years ago. I don't mean I heard a voice, audible voice, but inside me spoke to me uh, as I was waiting on him about some things. He said, son, Keith, most of the world is either dead or asleep spiritually. And if you read different scriptures, you'll see that's, that's in the Word. Most of the world is either dead or asleep. What's dead? That's never been born again. Spiritually dead. And if you're spiritually dead, you are completely blind, deaf, and dumb spiritually. You don't have a clue what's going on. Not what's really going on. All you're aware of is your little circle you run in in the, in the natural things of the earth. How many believe there's something big going on? It is. Most of the world's either dead or asleep. What's asleep? Well, you're not dead. You've been born again. You're alive in the spirit, but you're not awake. (laughs) You're not dead, but you're not awake and aware. If you lay somebody that's dead... Besides somebody that's in a deep, deep sleep from a distance, (laughs) they look the same because you got basically the same level of activity that you can see. They're not up. They're not looking. They're not hearing. Right? They're not seeing or understanding. They're oblivious. They're not dead, but they're not aware. Most of the world, either dead or asleep. But there are some. I said there are some. Don't you want to be in that number? There are some who are alive and awake. Means aware. Alive and aware. Aware of why I'm here. Aware of what's going on. Aware of what has happened and what's about to happen. Come on, are you listening? That there's so much more to life and existence than this little trail we're running in. Get up, comb your hair, go to work, come back, wash the dishes, get up, do it again. There's more to it than that. More to it. A lot of folks live like that's all there is. And so they don't discern. 
They don't know him. Sit out loud. Alive and awake by the grace of God. Say it again. I'm alive. I'm awake by the grace of God. You remember in Ephesians, he said that, he said, awake thou that sleepest, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Didn't he say it? (laughs) Alive and awake. Awake. Wake up. Can you hear the Spirit of God saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. John 14, 6. John 14, 6. Jesus said to him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Who is he? They mocked him. They made fun of him. The soldiers treated him like a a common criminal. The elders uh, of the Jews stood out there and mocked and said, Come on down off of there if you who you say you are. Show us. Prove something. How pitiful. Jesus, instead of railing, instead of saying, God's going to get you, what did he say? What did he say? Father, forgive them. If they had any clue who I am and what they're doing, They'd never do it, would they? They would never. If the soldier that raised up his hand to drive the the nail, if he knew who he was, he'd have never hurt that hand. Would he? They'd have never put him on that cross. They'd have never stood out there and jeered and mocked. But they didn't know. They were blind. They were ignorant. They were deceived. And the Bible says the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. It's too many people on this planet that are in that very same boat right now, aren't they? Just not aware of him at all. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Do you believe that? Keep reading. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the father. And it suffices us. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you? And yet have you not known me, Philip? Even those that he ate and drank with and traveled with and ministered with, they didn't know who he was. They got glimpses of it. But they're still at at the end of his earthly ministry. They're saying, show us. He said, you've already seen it. (laughs) He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou, show us the Father? Believe you not that I'm in the Father and the Father in me. The words I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me. He does the works. Verse 17, he said the Spirit of truth is going to come. The world cannot receive him. Why? Because it sees him not. And what? Knows him not. 
The angels knew him. Didn't they? The angels knew him. Timothy talks about that he was seen of angels. And we know angels appeared and, and strengthened him and, and ministered to him. Even hanging on the cross. He said if I, I could call to the Father, he'd give me legions of angels. They knew who he was. Didn't they? Demons knew who he was. Didn't they? He'd get up and speak in the synagogue and they'd cry out, We know you, who you are. You're the Holy One of God. He'd say, Shut up. <laughs> right? right? Shut up. Amen. They knew who he was. Heaven knew who he was. Amen. Hell knew who he was. Amen. It's only the confused one, men on the planet, <laughs> who didn't know who he was. <laughs> What does it take to know who he is? Go with me to the book of Luke, please. To the book of Luke. In the book of Luke, chapter 24, Jesus has gone to the cross. He has raised from the dead. Thank you, Lord, by the glory of the Father. And there were, verse 13, two individuals that were going to a village called Emmaus. And as they walked, they were talking about what had happened, how Jesus had been crucified. Buried, and they they weren't aware of uh, him being raised. There were what they might call rumors that he had been. And it came to pass that while they communed together and they're talking about it, Jesus Himself drew near and went with them. They're walking along, talking about what a shame it was, how they treated Jesus, and how they killed him. And how sad it was, because he's the best thing that ever happened to that part of the country. And how they enjoyed his preaching, and how the miracles they had seen, and wonder why it had happened, and wonder why God had allowed it, and all those kind of things. And they're, talk, they're just talking to each other, going somewhere, traveling, walking, and they looked up, and there's another guy there had come up. And he said, Hi, fellas. They said, hi, good day. (laughs) Why would you say it like that? Because, verse 16, what? Their eyes were holding what? They didn't know who he was. (laughs) He's not just the word made flesh. He's the risen, glorified Savior. And yet, yet they don't even know who he is. Do they? It's just some guy happens to be going the same direction we're going. And so he said, uh, what are y'all talking about? Of course they were talking about him. <laughs> but they didn't know he's the one they were been talking. He said, what are you talking about that you, uh, 
you have these communications and you're so sad. What you, what you talking about? Why are you so down? And one of them whose name was Cleopas, he said, are you only a stranger in Jerusalem? Did you just get to town? <laughs> are you new around here? <laughs> Do they know who they're talking to? They don't know who they're talking to. You know, th- this is something that just is pervasive throughout uh, the life on the earth here. The Bible, do you know the Bible said concerning angels that many have entertained, some rather, have entertained angels without knowing it? I'm not talk, completely unaware. And uh, they said, if you just get to town, you're a stranger around here, you don't know what has happened these last few days? Verse 19. He said, what? (laughs) What happened? What things? (laughs) And they said, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet. So they're explaining to Jesus who Jesus was. And he's just going, mm-hmm, I understand, I see. Mm-hmm. Jesus of Nazareth, he was a real prophet, a real prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. Man, you should have seen the things that he did. Man, the dead raised, blind healed, deaf healed, lame walked. You should have seen it. He said, sounds wonderful. <laughs> Verse 20, and then the chief priest and our rulers, they delivered him to be condemned to death. And they crucified him. That's why we're so sad. They killed him. He's the best thing that ever happened around here. And we trusted that he was going to be the one that should have redeemed Israel. We thought for sure he was the one that set us free and redeemed us from all our oppressions and our bondage. And beside this, today is the third day since these things were done. And and some of the women of our bunch have have astounded us, telling us that they were at the sepulcher early and they they didn't they can't find his body. His body's missing. (laughs) Well, because it's right there. (laughs) Walking with them. They can't find his body. (laughs) And they said that they saw angels. And these angels said, he's alive. Can you believe that? (laughs) And they're talking to him. Isn't this something? (laughs) And then he said to them, oh fools. And slow of heart to believe. Why are you so? What's, why is it taking you so long to believe what the prophets have been saying all the time? I, I expect this got their attention, don't you? They're thinking, "Whoa, who is this guy? <laughs> Fools! <laughs> Did he just call us slow?" <laughs> See, they still don't know who he is. 
he said, uh, Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Isn't this what was prophesied was going to happen? Isn't this what had to happen? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he just kept going, expounding unto them all the scriptures of the things concerning himself. Man, he preached from Genesis to Malachi. (laughs) The risen Savior is preaching to them on the road, laying it out to them. Didn't this have to be? This had to be. Now, don't you stop and think about this. Who else knows what's going on right here with these two guys on this dirt road right now? Not no kings of the planet, no queens, no prime ministers. The Lord's revealing himself to do to two somewhat confused guys. On a dirt road. The creator of the universe. I mean when the star shone. Not everybody saw it. Most people. The, the, the Roman rulers. It completely went by them. Nobody knew any of that. Handful of shepherds. Handful of wise people. Otherwise, the world was oblivious and in the dark that the greatest thing in history had had just happened. So he expounded and just laid it all out to them. And as they drew near to the village where they went, and and he acted like he was going to keep going, They, they reached their destination. And basically he said, well, boy, it's been good talking to you fellas. And they constrained him. They said, no, no, wait. Wait. Stay with us. It's getting late. The day's far spent. And so he said, okay, did you know? Why, why did he, did he, was he acting like he was going to keep going? Did you know unless you ask? Unless you want him? Unless you ask? And so then he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass as he said it meet with them. He took the bread and blessed it. And broke it. And gave it to them. And what happened? And what happened? What happened? <laughs> Their eyes were open. And they knew him. They recognized him. Come on put yourself there at the table. They've been walking and talking with this guy all day for the last 12 miles or whatever it was. And, and, and they've been sitting around the house talking about this and talking about that. And they're starting to eat the meal. And he picks up the bread and he thanks and, and breaks it and hands them some. And when he does, they went. <laughs> It's you. It's you. And about that time, he's gone. He vanished out of their sight. And they looked at each other and went, You mean? It's him. It was him. It was him all along. It was him all day long. 
It was him. And they probably thought, oh, man, what did I say? Golly. I can't believe. I'm telling him what you knew in town. You never heard about Jesus? Their eyes were open. Somebody say, their eyes were open before you're going to get saved. Before you can believe on him, you got to see him. You got to see who he is, who he really is, what he is. And unless your eyes are open, you won't see it. And unless you want to see it, you won't be able to see it. The God of this world, the devil, has blinded the minds of people that don't believe. And that's why there are millions that scoff and mock and ridicule and blaspheme. And they talk about Jesus as though he's a myth. They, they, they joke and blaspheme, which we would not do. I said we would not do. Because we love him. He's everything. Isn't he? Even though we believe in him. Even though we've seen glimpses of him, do you believe you could see a whole lot more? Hallelujah. And it's not so much that we need to get him to come down from heaven and to write something in the sky or to manifest some kind of spectacular thing. He's already everywhere. What we need is eyes open. Can you see it, saints? Their eyes were opened and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us, uh, by the way, and while he opened the scriptures to us? All of this is about open eyes, isn't it? He opened up the word to them. He opened up revelation to them. He opened up their eyes and you'll see the truth and you'll know the truth and it will make you free. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And they they couldn't wait. It was nighttime, but they took off. And they ran and told the other guys, guess who we walked to town with today? (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) That's why Paul said in Philippians, he said, I count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. He said, I want to be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, which is by the law, but that which is by the faith of Christ Jesus. The righteousness, which is of God by faith, that I may know him. Somebody say that I may know him. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings conformable to his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Jesus said this in John 17. He said, this is eternal life. To know him. Hallelujah. To know the Father. To know Jesus. That is eternal life. To have the eyes of the heart and the mind opened. To see him. Let let them scoff. Let them mock. And don't, don't just get mean with them. Say the same thing the master said. What? 
Father, forgive them. They, they don't know. I, I, I've said this many times. I, I hear things uh, in the world and on the street. I hear things on TV and the news and different places. And you, you, it makes you cringe when you hear how they talk about Jesus and about God and about the Word. But it's not, not time to get mad. How dare they? Let's follow the Master's example. Why are they talking like that? Because they are so terribly ignorant. They really don't know who He is. And what he is. And one of the ways they're going to know and see him. Is in you. And is in me. Right? And they're rubbing shoulders with us every day. They're walking and talking with us. And working with us. And they don't know. That they're right beside a son of God. I'm talking about you. They don't know. That the spirit of the Holy One, the same spirit that was in him and on him is in you and in me. And I'm not saying everything, every thought we have is God or that everything that comes out of our mouth is God. But the closer we walk with him, there are times that God's words come right out of our mouth. Come on, are you listening? God's very words, the Creator's words, come out of your mouth. Your mouth. And there may be people who don't know what they're hearing. And they don't know what they're seeing. And if they scoff it and mock it, just say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. But you don't change. And you draw nearer. And you believe closer. And you say, Lord, open my eyes. And you'll have more hearts burning with fire for the light of the word coming out. And that which was around you that you were blinded to, you'll look up one day just like they did and go, Whoa, that's him. That's him. He's right there. He's right there. He's been there all the time. And you and I are going to see what's been around us all the time. What's been before us and beside us and who's been in us. Can you say amen? Stand on your feet, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I'd like for us to observe communion together today. Would that be good with you? Go ahead, ushers, come down and and get ready. After all he has done, even though the world scoffs and mocks, we want to honor. And it's not just with outward things, but to reach down in our heart today and say, Lord, how we revere and treasure what you have done, the giving of your body, the giving of your blood, and to acknowledge that he's not in the tomb, He's not on the cross. He's raised alive today. Can you say amen? Amen. Just close your eyes, everybody. Let's join together for a moment. Father, I pray of everybody under the sound of our voice now and those that will hear it later that has not seen you has not known you. Sit out loud, everybody. Open our eyes. Open their eyes. Open my eyes that we may see. Hallelujah. 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 That we may see and know him. See and know you. Praise God. You can be seated if you just keep your eyes open until your service.